Hello and welcome to another episode of Study of X, the bi-weekly X-Men podcast where we go through the Krakoa era of X-Men comics in a, a rough chronological order. My name is Tim, as always, with me is Chris. Hello, I hope you're all excited to talk about New Mutants because we're going to be talking about them a lot. Yes, we are. And Sergio. Hi. Hell yeah, I'm excited to talk about New Mutants. I was really excited last time we, like, where the story left off. Really excited to pick it back up again. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I lion. think it goes fun places. It does. I, I'm kind of happy with the resolution. Not so happy with some how some other things turn out. But we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, it definitely continues uh, the trend of the last comic of having really cool art, so that was nice. But yeah, Absolutely. We wanna... it does. Yes. Yeah, yes. especially this cover too. I want to mention. It's like I don't want to say it's surrealist because that's not what it is. Uh, but all of the New Mutants heads are different part of this girl's braces. It's unsettling, yeah. at, but also great. I looked at this cover. I looked at this cover and I went, "Hell yeah, we're so back. <laughs> we're so back into this." Like, Hell Dimension, mm-hmm. Love the Nightmare Orb, that's slowly expanding. We all Just love it, we all worship vibes. it. Yes. That's what we fantastic do here vibes at... coming from that orb. At Study of X, that's what we do here. Oh, but alright, let's get into this Nightmare Orb. And we're going to start with New Mutants number 10, Parasomnia. Uh, it was released back in June of 2020 and is still read, written by Ed Bryson. Uh, we're opening back up on our mystery mutant, who we later learn is named Cosmar, uh, as she is in her nightmare orb, constantly apologizing. And her words are being spread to everybody else that is also caught in this nightmare orb with her. I know this is getting ahead, but you just mentioned it. I Do you think this is, like, her actual name? Is- Not her human name, because they mentioned a missing girl last issue. Okay, but I mean, did they, in the middle of, like, de-traumatizing her, like, handling her and bringing her back to Krakoa, take a pause for a minute for her to decide her mutant name? How does this work? I'm hey, not you sure. Know. How, like, didn't they have better things to do than sit her down and say, hey, you can only get to Krakoa if you have a mutant name. We cannot, we cannot bring you in, we can't give you any treatment. If you don't have a mutant name. I wonder, in a world with superheroes, do you think you just like kind of come up with a name just regardless of like if you have powers or not? Like a what if? Yeah. Like if I was a superhero, I would be Cosmar. I think that's too fitting. Like to be yeah, a cold shot I- <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe someone sat down and like thought of it and was just like, hey, what do you think of Cosmar as a name? And she was like, I don't care. And then we just kind of moved on. I said, sounds good. Pencil yeah, I don't in. care. <laughs> my, my parents are dead, and I can make this nightmare bubble. I don't that, care. That, that sounds like a Wolfsbane thing to do. Like, <laughs> it I kind of does. Like... God, I, I don't know. I feel co- uncomfortable about this. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, just, I just I, feel I bad really, for her. I really find it funny that they just offhandedly remarked that her name's Cosmar, and I'm like, where the hell did you get that from? Yeah. Is she <laughs> like... In the middle of a panic attack, are you trying to? Are you bringing in that fucked up twins to try to calm her down? And you're <laughs> Look, yeah, the, concerned that, about what her mutant name is. 
the, yeah, those are those are obviously the two kids you bring in to try to like chill things out, smooth things. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't over. it be more healthy? Wouldn't it be yeah. more healthy to address her by the name she actually knows, so she has something to answer her to the like world, and instead of calling her a brand new name, mm -hmm. with yeah, all these I mean, new people and everything else around her completely let's, upended. <laughs> let's just move on. We've derailed this conversation so much. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's okay. I mean, we're going to be talking about her for these next two issues. We'll get there uh, again. Yeah. Uh, so, but she is, she's still in this nightmare bubble and she's not having a good time. Nobody else in the nightmare bubble is having a good time. Uh, in fact, it looks like it sucks. Yeah, it's, uh, th there's kind of like this like multi-speak thing going on where everybody just kind of oh. speaks her words. Yeah. In Russian it, still, which is what yeah. she's speaking. You got like some black tendrils coming out of your mouth. It, it doesn't seem like a good time at all in this nightmare bubble. It does look very cool. It looks really neat. Yes, I. It was something I would appreciate from a distance, not up in it. Yeah. Yes. So, but uh, currently, Mirage and Boom Boom are waiting outside the growing reality bubble uh, as the rest of the New Mutants do arrive. Uh, Cypher, Armor, Mondo, Wolfsbane, and Wildside now join the group. Yeah, uh -huh. we, we got As the gang together. Bunch of soldiers look on. Yeah. Uh, There's like 25 people out here. Yeah, it's just a lot of dudes just kind of watching them do their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, as they said last issue, either the mutants f solve their own problem or they all die. Yeah. So for them, it's a win-win. Yeah, hopefully that status quo doesn't change. Uh, but yeah, so the the gang's all here. Uh, nobody is happy to see Wildside. No, kind of, kind uh, of some bad blood. Clowny McWolverine Light. Uh, I don't know if it's Boom Boom's best work, but I appreciate it. Same. I think it needs some workshop, but good for her for trying. I do like his hair. Though yeah. It's like bent back like that. I, I like his uh, crack about the new mutant saying sorry when they're all just, uh, they have everybody doing the creepy Russian voice. Yeah. And yeah, just everybody hates him. I don't know. It's an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because you have the army on one side who hates them, wild side who also hates them, uh, and then the nightmare orb, which I wouldn't ascribe a emotion to, but hate might be a good one. It's very uh, unfriendly, at the very least. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, but we are going to cut briefly here uh, to the capital uh, of Carnelia, uh, where the Prime Minister, uh, whose name I'm not going to attempt to pronounce because I will butcher it very badly, uh, is awoken. I uh, mm, Do you want to give it a shot? No, 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 no. This is all you. Uh, mm, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plead the fifth on this one and uh, call him just Prime Minister... Uh, yeah, just Prime Minister. I'm just going to leave it there. Prokopovich? Prokopovich? Prokopovich. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, Prokopovich. No. That sounds right. Prokopovich. Yeah. All right. We got it. Okay. Awesome. We got it. <laughs> uh, so he has awoken uh, about this incident, and he is going to make preparations to go out there. And we're pretty much told in this scene that he also does not like mutants. Yeah, he's he's not happy about this situation, and he is uh, getting changed out of his bathrobe to go do some mutant, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
but we are going to leave the snowy Russian-adjacent landscape uh, to go back to Krakoa, where at the Academos habitat, uh, Glob is raising a bunch of chickens. This and he's having a wonderful, wonderful time of it. I, I, I love Glob and his chickens. Mm-hmm. He just wants to I talk about them. Magic shuts him down. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let this man talk about his chickens. Yeah. I also like his, the implication here where she goes to him basically to ask where everybody went, and he will tell her they went to Carnelia for a mutant. But he doesn't want to go along. He just wants to hang out here with his chickens and, you know, make some food. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sunny and colorful here. Yeah. He's, he's mm-hmm. just sitting. Like, like, Glob is just living his best life. He's got himself some eggs. He's got himself some noodles. He's just making food, wants to cook for people, but no one's around. Making some laksa. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and Magic does ask him, while he was in Nebraska, how was it that people were able to find him so quickly? Which is where he tells her about the website Docs, where they kind of keep an eye on mutants and where they are and tell others where mutants are. Yeah. I was not expecting we were going to go back to this specific blood point, but I guess we are. Yep. Time time for some social commentary. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah, but we're going to get more of that. We get the best data page of these issues. So I have to ask, because this data page is about Glob's vegetarian laksa recipe. Has anybody had laksa before? Because I have not. I don't think I have. I haven't either. I'm, I'm tempted to try this. I think we should all try this and then report back on the next episode. Or, like, within the next two episodes. I don't yeah. think any of these, like, instructions seem particularly... Yeah, the, it, it, it doesn't. Mm-mm. And the ingredients are, like, look normal enough. Yeah, yeah. Like, just some Curious mushrooms, taste. some cilantro... I might have to replace the lemongrass paste. I, I'm not sure I can provision that. But you know, other than that, I, I'm pretty sure I can make this. Yeah, no, it looks simple enough. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm challenging yeah. y'all to make this within our next two recordings and report back on on how the laxa was. Yeah, we're we're gonna. Okay. Let's let's give it a try. From, yeah, let, let's say two episodes from now, we're gonna we're gonna try to make this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I we'll cannot... take pictures and we will publish it on the Twitter. Yes, feed. yes. Uh, I can't make any promises that I'll be able to, but I will hold both of you to that. I find that unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you this is my this last one. episode of the podcast. Um, it was <laughs> nice talking to all of you. I'm going to just fly out to where you are, and we're we're just going to cook this one together. Okay. Okay, I think we can make that work. Okay. Be- It'll be a Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. Christmas vegetarian laksa. Yeah. That can be a new thing. Yeah. Traditional Christmas vegetarian laksa. But yeah, so uh moving on from the laksa, we're we're back in uh staring at the nightmare orb. Doug's just kind of mm-hmm. looking at it. Uh he is absolutely fascinated by this thing because he is able to pretty quickly figure out that this is the girl's dreams, or in this case nightmare is made manifest. Yes. Yeah. Um I like the scene of them just looking at it and like just all their faces looking distorted. It's a it's a nice looking panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In- anything here involving the nightmare orb is wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like how it looks like with the negative space 
the correct guy. Uh, boom, 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 opts to try to blow it up. Uh, Cypher is not happy about this. No, I, I don't think the answer to anybody having a nightmare is to blow up the nightmare. Uh, I like Doug's idea, which is just to give her good dreams instead. Yeah. They talk yeah. a whole bunch about a neural network. Yeah. I love that term. They they really do. But yeah, so we all we all decide to go in. Mm-hmm. Actually, I I don't know if it's like a printing error or something, but there is a panel or a speech bubble that contains exactly the same text for me, and I don't know if it's intentional or if it's like an error of of some kind. What what page are you looking at? I'm on page uh, 14. When they're talking about the neural network, there's at the very top, uh, the fourth speech bubble. Uh, Doc says, everyone trapped in there is connected. They're all on the same sort of neural network. And then at the very bottom, on the bottom panel, the first speech bubble, uh, and I think it might be either Doug or Boom Boom saying it, it's the exact same text. Everyone trapped in there is connected. They're all on the same sort of neural network. Oh, no, no, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, that's just the same line. Yeah, I don't think that's intentional. It might, it might be though. He he's realizing, you know, uh, repeating yourself is a good way to emphasize something. Hmm. I, I'm going to say it's not. I'm gonna say uh, they accidentally repeated a line here. I don't even think it's a printing error. I think this is just a goof, like an hmm. editing error. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, reads a little awkward to me. I had just read the exact oh. same line, so. Kind of jumped out at me. Yeah. Uh, but okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So, and one other thing I would like to note here is I didn't catch its importance at first, not until the next issue. Uh, but Wolfsbane does notice that in the air it kind of spells medicine y. Uh, this is the only time it's going to be mentioned here, but in the next issue we will find out what that means. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Wildside says they're being boring and is like, yeah, we would have gone in there already. There is a bunch of talking around. Yeah, it, it, it is like, hey, let's all just kind of slowly decide what we're doing about it here. But they do make a plan, and that plan is Poltergeist. I have never seen this movie. I don't know what they're talking about. Oh, have you not? Nope. Oh, it's a great movie. Uh the exact scene, funny enough, I don't fully remember, but so I'm going to take a guess. Uh, but at one point, there is kind of a ghost realm that they have to go into. So they tie a rope around someone so they can go into it and then they can pull them out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's close enough to what they're actually planning to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I buy it. Yeah. Or I'm completely making it up. Uh, you should watch Poltergeist to find out because, again, classic, wonderful movie. So, but as this is being decided, uh, the Prime Minister arrives and gives a news interview blaming the mutants and calling this a false flag by the mutants, and that they're doing this completely on purpose. Yeah. Not not a big fan of him here. Nope. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, his his idea is that, yeah, they're, they're trying to show we're vulnerable, we refuse the, we refuse the crackle and drugs, this is their way to, like, make a, make a whole show about it. So the thing that stood out to me about what he says is the bit where he says, a sow were just some American idea of a backwoods Eastern European country, too ignorant and naive to see through this. And I don't know if that's too heavy-handed a, a joke. Mm, I mean, you also have to remember this came out in 2020. It was probably written in 2019. So I think... 
the sure. time has a lot to do with it, but it is very heavy handed. Yeah, okay. it's it's interesting because like with this dude, like I feel like with a lot of these characters, you do kind of see like they're trying to stretch the truth to further whatever political gains they have. Uh, Prime Minister here seems like he's like actually believes what he's saying here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so th- there is some real world commentary going on, but. In a way that that isn't covering a lot of how actual real world politics end up being, which is a lot of times uh, there are politicians that will talk about things and make up these false flag lies without actually believing in them themselves. But I think for this story and what is going on here, it is a lot easier for the prime minister to just be like, no, I believe this. Yeah, no, they're lying to us. I don't think he particularly cares either way. Yeah, I, I kind of don't think so either, but it, it does seem like he is very certain of what he's saying here. Uh, interesting kind of commentary here for the media. He, he very much cozies up to them at first and gets mad when they're showing the mutants as not being evil. So you kind of got that going on. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're going to get another scene of that too where... He tells, or he orders the news to start filming to see what kind of problems the mutants are causing. Right. Uh, I mean, we're going to see this intertwine with the Ducks stuff later on, too. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Also goes and yells at the the cops, or I I think these are cops, I don't know what these guys are, about how they're just letting them do this. And, uh, yeah, orders everybody to be arrested. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll get to that problem soon because we are at the data page where Docs has come back. Uh, and this time it's basically almost a summary of what we just saw. Uh, it mimics a lot of alt-right style articles that were very prevalent in the time, uh, at the time in the United States. Uh, this one, it references what happened in Nebraska, saying that mutants killed a bunch of people. Uh, and then, you know, applauds the prime minister here for catching these evil mutants in their false flag plots and taking a stand against them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not not much to this data page. It's the the article was written like from the point of view of someone who uh does not seem on the level. Yeah, this is uh Russia manipulation yeah stuff. Mm-hmm. A classic from mm-hmm. straight from twenty nineteen. Straight oh, yeah. from twenty nineteen, yep. Uh, but yeah, so we're we're back to the plot, and we're getting ready to go in. Armor has her armor around Doug, Wildside, and Mondo, and we got our rope tied to us, and it's black hole time. I don't remember the armor working this way before, but I think it's pretty cool that you can fit multiple people in there. Yeah, I do too. Everybody get in the mech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. So, and we do get briefly here of Wolfsbane and Boom Boom trying to hold off the military here while this plan is going into motion. It doesn't look like it's working, uh, but hey, you know, we need to solve this nightmare sphere first. Uh, and we do get this beautiful two-page look at the the gang basically running into the nightmare sphere and just everything in it. You have some of the guards... You have, you know, some of our other mutant friends in here, and it is a nightmarish hellscape like you would imagine it. It looks great. I love it. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. 
There's yeah. some like visual foreshadowing of where we're going to go in a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can also get the glimpses in here that this is the mind of a child because you have some childlike drawings everywhere. Yes. And all of that going on. There's a fucked up frog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what his specific uh nightmare inducing property is, but he's cool. He's a cool little guy. Yeah, just hanging out. Got some little blobs of stuff on him. Hmm? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, this is a gorgeous spread here. The art in this issue is very good. Uh yeah, lovely. But yeah, thankfully we have encountered our nightmare mute. Mm-hmm. She is asleep in the center, and as they all approach, we get to learn a little bit more of their plan. They're going to have Wildside use his powers to induce good dreams in her and hopefully break the spell that everybody is caught in. Uh, however, before he is able to touch her so he can use his powers, she wakes up briefly, and the Nightmare itself attacks armor. Yeah. Uh, th things are not going well. Everybody's kind of just trapped in this, uh, mech suit here we got going on and, uh, can't really do much about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the, some of the nightmare creatures here almost remind me of deep sea fish, uh, that you would see sometimes, but they're neon colors up against this black background. Uh, one of them does cut the rope that is their safety line. Uh, so they are trapped in there and armor is beginning to lose consciousness because, she can only keep her power up for so long, and her getting hurt while that is happening means time goes by a lot quicker. Things aren't doing too hot. Yeah, um, I I like Danny here as well when she, just her reaction to pulling out this rope and just yeah things things are not going well. No. Uh, but yeah, we end off this issue with uh, Karma waking up and seeing her parents who are no longer alive talking to her. It is actually uh, her mother and her brother. Oh, yes. right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they are very happy to see her in this hellish nightmare scape. Yeah, and that is the end of issue 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a good one. I yeah. really like that one. Yeah, fun issue, building more on it. Uh, we get to see Docs back again, uh, as they're going to be building more on that. Uh, but I really think the art really carries a lot of this. Uh, you know, Cosmar, as we're going to learn her name. Not much to her so far, other than, you know, a new mutant. She can't control her powers, which is a story that's been done before. Um, but I think without the art, I don't know if I would like it so much. I I don't know. I still think I would enjoy this story. I think it's a solid story. The art definitely is, like, elevating it. But, you know, that's that's kind of what art should do. Yeah, the thing that does it for me is how fucked up her powers are. Yeah. Just completely wild concept you know it's not just throw fire guy yeah it's like or, she she made a nightmare orb and stuff gets real weird when you go in there mm -hmm. yeah, yeah she, she's got a pretty unique like design yes she yeah i, yeah. I want to learn more about her like even if she, we haven't really gotten any exposition from her or whatever it's kind of appealing in, in terms of being something completely different from what we're accustomed to yeah I guess there are other mutants with wild powers. I'm not saying like this is the first visual showcase that we've seen in the way of wild powers, but I I do like there being a new fucked up one. Right. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. Sometimes it's nice to just change the status quo just for a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. to see how things could be different. 
So, but I'm going to jump into New Mutants number 11 here because it does pick off yes. right where number 10 drops off. Uh, this one is called Ice Cream Dreams. Uh, and this issue actually marks uh, one year since House of X was first released. So everything we have read up until this point uh, is all of the stuff that came out within a year's time of this whole Krakoa era starting. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. no, comes up pretty fast. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that they released in that time frame. A lot of comics. We had one start and end. We have new ones starting. Just a lot of stuff going on over at the... Uh, the X desk at the time at Marvel. Yeah, I would have guessed we were more than a year into this whole thing. Yeah, I no, huh. I I do think really what kind of pushes it here is we did have that gap with COVID. So this would not have normally been the one year mark issue, but because everything was paused for so long, they did have, hmm. you know, they had to wait a bit. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I've come a long way. Oh, yeah. Yep, started without Resurrection of Dead Mutants, and now here we are with Resurrection of Dead Mutants. Fun stuff going on. Uh, we have the CIA, and also there's now just a mutant with bad dreams. Yeah. Yeah, we started trying to build a something new, a new culture, and we're back at uh, the US versus <laughs> Russians. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, this one was released in July of 2020, uh, and is still written by Ed Bryson. And we're opening up, again, exactly where we left off, uh, which is Armor seeing her mother and brother in the nightmare as her protection fades and the nightmare grabs a hold of her. Gotta say, they last way longer outside of the armor than the previous group did. Yeah. They have a bunch of, like, time to do stuff. Yeah, time gets a little funky you know for comic book purposes yes uh so because yeah armor is pretty much immediately taken into this doug wildside and mondo are able to survive for a little while uh mondo actually does grab hold of parts of armor's armor and is able to shield himself with it so he's able to continue to exist within this space right uh yeah, we, we got a real sense of urgency going on now where Cypher is just like, we got to get this thing, like, settled now. But before we can really get started too much, Doug gets dragged away. No. So we're down to the dream team here of Wildside and Mondo. Mm -hmm. the, yeah. the, the guy who is an asshole and the guy who doesn't like to fight. Yeah. So, but meanwhile, outside, uh, Wolfsbane and Boom Boom are trying to talk the army down, but they absolutely do not have any success. And in fact, they all start fighting. Uh, this is where the Prime Minister comes in and berates the news crew, telling them that they need to start filming so they can show the world what the mutants are now doing. Yeah. Say what you want about this Prime Minister. He He's really in that action. Yeah, he, he dude just went right there on the front lines. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like meters away from yeah. Boom Boom. Immediately flinging, starts... Flinging explosions around. Yeah, and he's just like, hey, get in there and film. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, back in the Nightmare Orb, things are still going bad. Um, But Mondo's kind of getting a handle on it a little bit. Yeah, I did have a question. Uh, For Mondo, I thought his power was related to uh the Earth and anything he picks up related to the Earth. He can kind of have part of that become him, does that extend to things that are not related to the Earth? Because it looks like that here. He's able to pick up pieces of armor's armor 
and then just reassemble it. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to look up this guy's power set. Yeah, because I'm wondering if his power is more he can grab hold of something and then make his whole body be covered in that. So like if he yeah, grabbed yeah. a diamond, he could become it, diamond. Yeah, it's not necessarily Earth. It's just matter absorption in general. Yeah. Got it. Okay, he's, then I had his powers wrong then. Yeah, he's definitely got a armor film on top of himself. Right. Like he's he's glowing in that sense. Like his whole outline is shining in the way armor does. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I guess they brought him in as kind of a backup, like in case this happened, which uh, you know mm. maybe 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 a good call. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> uh, smart, si- smart on Doug's in. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Wildside starts getting dragged away. Mondo manages to grab him, so we we got the people we need, and uh, yeah, they they get Wildside to uh, our mutant here, and uh, we get some good dreams. Yes. I, before I... we move to that, I really like this bottom panel with the giant eye seeing yes. Wildside and Mondo reflected. Yes, yes. It's, it's fantastic. It's great. Have have we talked about her design, actually? I don't know if we have. We've just kind of discussed her, but not the way she looks. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's talk about it a little bit. I think we might have discussed it last issue, but... I, I think we did. We mentioned she was purple, and that was about it, and she had some of those, like, weird nightmare tendrils coming off of her. Uh, but now that there we was see definitely, her... There, there was definitely an element of her, like, being obscured, like, her actual design being obscured a little bit, so we didn't exactly know what she looked like. Yes. Around these issues, she definitely, like, we can take a big look at her. Yes. Uh, so, besides being purple, uh, she has really long black hair, you know, reaching almost down to her feet, really. But the real standout thing is one of her eyes is this huge yellow, I, I mean, it's still an eye, but it doesn't even look like an eye anymore, that just takes up the vast majority of her face. Her other eye is still normal. It's just her right eye is almost, it's not like a goat. It's something almost kind of like similar to that. It really stands out for her. For me, it's almost like insect-like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was actually going to say, like, both her eyes are fucked up, but one of them is severely more fucked up. Yeah, one of them is just, it's almost like an it's amber. It's just big. Yeah. Yeah, almost like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's real cool looking. I also I, I want to give a shout out to the braces. I think that's a very uh cool design choice. Yeah, it you know, we did see a picture of her before she was transformed and she did have braces. It helps to reinforce that, yeah, no, this is still a kid. You know. Yes. She she does have these horrifying reality warping powers. But she's still a child here, and we're going to see that, too, with these good dreams that she has. There's a boy band uh-huh. here, there's a bunch of plushies, there's a rainbow, a unicorn, you know, a bunch of really silly, you know, teen kind of kid stuff. I see a plushie yes. Black Widow. so good. Ooh, it's a plushie Spider-Man. It's fun. It's yeah, a really it's... fun, like, explosion. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I love this panel. Uh-huh. Yeah, just fantastic. Two pages again, two whole pages. Yeah. Uh, our our mutant lands on the ground. Uh, not having a good time right now. Yeah, part of the good dream stuff. So the teddy bears, the candy, and everything is also now falling to the ground. Uh, but our new mutant here is awake, 
uh, and she is not having a good time. She's apologizing. She doesn't understand what's going on, and she doesn't know what to do. Uh, thankfully, Mirage is there to try and calm her down, even though she can't speak Russian, and calls out for Boom Boom to come over so that they can talk to each other. She needs to know her mutant name. Yeah. Yes, yes. Top priority. <laughs> How else are we going to figure out what her mutant name is? <laughs> um. Now that uh, now that she's calmed down, or rather, she's at least out of the nightmare bubble. We see there's a the sign on her big eye. Yeah, it's like a circle crossed by a line. Yeah, like I think that might just be her eye, but yeah, it's it's yes, yeah. But it's like it's become a kind of uh, signifier for an eye rather than an eye, which I right. think is really interesting and a kind of cool thing to do, given her power set related to dreams. Yeah, yeah. No, I, like I agree with that. Semiotic version of an eye. It's it's really cool. I really like the design. Right. So, so uh, but yeah. we we do get some glimpses here of the rest of the team. People are exhausted. They're can barely stand people are not doing very well but it seems like all of the mutants at least are alive uh and we do get boom boom to talk to cosmar here and she at least can say enough in russian to calm her down and say that they are going to help uh also i just want to shout outs to wild side for immediately just giving everybody shit uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah he's like i saved the day are you not gonna thank me or what yeah yeah they should they should bring this guy more often. <laughs> I don't know about that. Everybody does not like him. No, no, they do not. <laughs> I do like Boom Boom here. I I think her saying like the right things to uh, Cosmar is mm -hmm. a nice touch. Yeah, like it's it's kind of a wholesome moment. Yeah, it's it's smart too. Like just like okay, we we got someone that can speak Russian. Just comfort her. Uh -huh. Yeah, but, and yeah. I, I do have to say for Boom Boom, because the few times we have seen her, uh, her thing seems to be explode things first, talk second. Uh, so to actually see her be like, okay, no, I need to have this personal moment with her was really nice. Uh, it definitely yeah, this... gave her more heart than I thought she had. Right. Yeah, it, it does give her more weight uh, mm -hmm. in a way that I really like. I'm surprised we're seeing this side of her like so further into the New Mutants run. Same. Yeah, I mean, it, it does help that she was not there for most of it, especially the space adventure. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it is nice to at least see it at some point, even if it is a little late. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they have been surrounded by a literal army of yes. Yeah, soldiers. I, I, yes. I swear there these guys... So many. I swear they have, like, multiplied <laughs> since we last saw them. <laughs> like There are thousands of them. Like, yes. just just call everybody you want, get them, a, get them a hat and a gun, we're gonna, like... I mean, it's... that might, you know, we joke, that might be how it works. It's kind of like how it is here in Los Angeles, but with the cops. If there is something going on, yeah, maybe you'll start out with, like, two cop cars. By the end of it, there's gonna be a dozen or more. <laughs> because there they all so hear many. and they all <laughs> show up. The thing that this reminds me of the most is, like, uh, Vampire Survivors... Yes. Like, there's a mob. <laughs> like, ridiculous numbers of people just ramming them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I hope one of them rushing gets, in. gets like the uh, the fire breath power up, and that would be a lot of experience right there. Yes, but uh, yeah, this is like this is like the bit where you realize your power ups are not enough, and you're about to lose. Yeah, it's like uh oh, we we went into an area we were we were under leveled for. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, we are out of power. We are out of mana. Everybody's tired. Uh, most people can't bring up their powers right now because they are too tired. Uh, so they're pretty much going to lose. And Even positioning here is bad. They're in a crater, just surrounded by guys with uh -huh. guns. Yes. Like, nothing, nothing is on their side here. Yeah, and the army is starting to rush down into the crater to them as they're deciding what to do. And Mirage basically says, we have to surrender. They have the vantage point. We're tired. We will die if we try and fight back right now. We're not even supposed to kill them. Like, we, they, there's just not much they're going to be doing here. Uh, but swooping in like a hero, magic pops in, says there will be no surrender, uh, tells off the army, and... And they, the prime uh, minister. Yeah. Calls him out by name, too, which is wonderful. Yeah, just like, we will not forget you. Uh, Ivan open fires, but they're they're gone. Is magic blocking the bullets with her sword? I don't know if it's the sword as much as this like teleportation magic thing, but yeah, I I kind of got that impression. Mhm. Mm She's just so. God, cool. there are so many soldiers here. Yeah. Yeah, there's there are a lot. They they even like go into the background of all of the smoke and fog at the end of this panel too. Yes. Yeah. It it like did they get like a hundred guys to show up for this? Like it's it's kind of silly. So, but we do have a data page here uh, again from Docs. Uh, this time about the Carnelian carnage that has happened, uh, and they identify the mutants involved. Uh, as well as a new mutant that they don't have an, uh, a name for. And it seems that the Prime Minister has issued an arrest warrant for all of these mutants, but they have not got any of them. And uh, we also get a fun addition here at the end of this Doc's article uh, of a comment section. <laughs> uh, that, again, very on the nose as to what it is trying to copy. Uh, you know, a lot of alt-right type... Uh, messaging and writing as well as the obvious you know hey there are a couple of bots in here none of these some of these people aren't real some of them are asking questions that are not even related to anything uh but still pushing the message that hey this is the alt-right but with a different it, name yeah i don't know about you guys i, I do not want to see that man's dank memes no no i really don't Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dave four oh five uh thinks it's a hoax because he's never heard of Carnelia. Yep, K Rock, uh, don't arrest them, shoot them. I've seen that on way too many articles. Uh, I Trask was right is a hell of a username. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, that one is a choice to have as your name. But hey, it tells you everything you need to know about that kind of person. Right. I'm almost surprised there is not an obvious, like, Russian plant. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that really does feel like the vibe. Yeah, no, I'm surprised I feel surprised like there should wasn't. have been something, either in the body of the article or the comments, that revealed that the writer was a 
uh, Carnelian yes. contributor. Yes, or something like that. There should be an author, an author entry somewhere uh, with a Russian-sounding name, just to really, really push that uh, narrative. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. seeing as they're building this up again, I imagine we're going to see it again. Uh, yes. In fact, towards the end of this, we're kind of going to get a hint at that. Uh, so we might get somewhere. We will have to see. Yeah. Um, so we're we're back on Krakoa. Uh, Healer is taking a look at everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I mentioned, when um, Wolfsbane said that she smelled something medicine-y, it seems that Cosmar is able to produce an anesthetic as part of her powers, which is trying to keep her asleep so the nightmare sphere can continue to grow. And if you get caught in it, you get some of that in you, and it's harder to wake up. Yeah, this is also the moment where we get uh, the name Cosmar. Yes. Uh, yeah, Healer um, gets corrected when he like just says the new mutant, and yeah, we're, we're just calling her Cosmar now. Yep, I, Armor somehow knows this. Yep. Yeah, not not really explained why, but that is her name and is what people are going to be calling her. I I think this is uh this is Karma. Oh, is this Karma? Yeah, our armor's uh all sad in the corner. Oh yes. Okay, now I see her. That was my mistake. Yeah. But yeah, uh, she's got the robot leg. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, wild sides like I see ya. And mm-hmm. uh, armor's not having a good time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know 100% about her background, uh, but I do know that her mother and her brother are very dead. Um, so she is having a tough time having seen them again and them acting like they were alive, uh, which is really messed up. Yeah. So it makes sense that she is really struggling with this. Yeah, even when the new mutants win, they come away with the emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Why wild, uh, that's why Wildside calls them a bunch of babies. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, we get another data page right after this about a, uh, a entry from Boom Boom's diary. Yeah, a lot of text here. Uh, some fun stuff, like she calls Cosmar Freddy Krueger, uh, which is fun. Uh, we do learn that the security guards in Carnelia apparently died. Uh, those were the one of the first ones to be brought up into the nightmare bubble. Um, unclear how they died, but they're very dead, apparently, uh, which sucks. Uh, and then she ends it saying maybe she might go back to Brazil. She's not sure. She, after Nebraska and this, she's kind of feeling adrift. Please don't go back to Brazil. Yeah, yeah, we, we, could, we could stay away from that if we want. But yeah, um... New mutants haven't been exactly racking up the wins here. No. I mean, they've come away alive, but, I mean, like you just said, they're still losing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, two things here. I like seeing some more of Boom Boom's, like, softer side here. Mm-hmm. Really endears me to the character in a way that I hadn't been uh, since ever. And the second observation that I had that kind of stood out to me was... I find it interesting how she assesses power's worth based on like combat ability and she's thinking about how each power fits in a team. She says <laughs> everyone knows that a very good team has a leader, a powerhouse, a flyer, a psychic, and a nightmare machine, and that's I think it's interesting how she can only visualize the worth of a power or 
put them in in a context uh that is inherently like hostile or like mm-hmm. violent and mm-hmm. i think that's interesting i think that's a very interesting thing and i don't know if it's going somewhere and i don't know enough about her character to like know if there is something there uh beyond that like interesting quip yeah no, but i that... think it's a very interesting perspective like the the way she measures it is that that's about where does you fit in at where does you fit in a strike team basically right yeah. um and and yeah that that's pretty on brand for boom boom actually because she was one of the members of uh cables like original x-force and hmm. they were very much like run like this is a military operation like we are like a, a a special ops like unit so that that kind of is a lot of her mindset from since like when she was a kid yeah, I, I think that's very, like, sharp writing in there, just a little tidbit of, yeah. uh, and probably the most telling thing of this whole data page that I really, I really stood up to me. I, I really liked that bit. Right. But, yeah, that that is very much in character for her, and, yeah, I agree, that is pretty sharp writing. Uh, but, yeah, um, we, we go back to Cosmar, who was in a, uh, container. A big glass dome. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's uh, got some leaves in there. Yeah, I, I bet Krakoa probably grew this for them when they asked. Uh, but yeah, she is put in here uh, for her safety and the safety of others because when she falls asleep, her dreams or nightmares just become reality. So uh, Mirage here is going to have Maxine and Manon make sure that one, she stays awake or if she falls asleep, that she has good dreams and not bad ones. Who? I wouldn't leave these two in charge. No. Who suggested this? It's like, yeah, let's let the nightmare twins do it. Like, eh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, God, I don't. Yeah. This know. is so irresponsible. Yeah. Like, I, maybe everybody else was busy, and they're like, "Well, we just need something in the meantime for her while we figure out how to work through her trauma of her parents dying." But yeah, no, I wouldn't let these two kids keep, like, be put in charge of a goldfish. They should well, not well, be in charge of a, another person. Like, even besides the point of, like, the kids aren't alright, uh, like, they're like eight. Like, yes. What are you doing? Like, surely uh-huh. there's someone else who can take this job. This is, um, have you seen The Sandman? Or have you read The Sandman? Yes. This is like the very beginning of The Sandman where there's two guards. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Yes. That cannot like... fall asleep. And that's how he like sneaks out. Yeah. Yeah. As one of them finally does fall asleep. This is exactly the same scenario. He's even in like a glass dome for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this, this is not going to go well. And interesting enough, I don't, it, it might, it's probably not intentional by the writer. Uh, but after what you pointed out, Sergio, about the data page for Boom mm. Boom, and then leaving these eight-year-old children in charge of uh, this ticking time bomb, basically, um, kind of points to how really bad it is to be a mutant and to grow up as a mutant. You know, Boom Boom was raised to think of violence and in terms of violence, and that's how she views her place and other people's places in the world, because that's what she had to do to survive. And Krakoa is built on the idea of children should not have to do that or be put through that anymore. So I'm wondering if this is a bit of that leftover, because 
Mirage, when she was a child, was likely put in charge of stuff and had to learn how to fight to survive. So why shouldn't these other eight-year-old kids learn how to do the same thing? Uh, again, I don't think it was the intent of the writer, but that's what I'm getting from it now, especially that you pointed it out. It's like, yeah, these are kids, you know, they should not be doing all of this. But so many of the people that are just slightly older than them or much older than them, all they have known is to fight and survive and to make sure those that are younger know the same thing. To have that level of responsibility to them, they don't see it as messed up, they see it as normal. Yeah, uh, I guess Krakow is kind of founded on that kind of ideal, but they fall so much into the pitfalls of like statecraft and yes, instrumentalization of, of children. Yes. Like, they, no. they do it so often. They fuck up so much. Yeah, no, the, the ideal state of Krakoa that they want is definitely not where the reality is. But No, they're like drifting from that every other day yeah yeah it's kind of a tragedy i i kind of see it as a tragedy the way you put it uh because it's like we want something different and this is something i already mentioned uh how they started as a kind of vision of something entirely new we're gonna build our own culture we're gonna move away from the limitations of humanity and and the way they run things and then they ended up in this u.s versus yeah russia, russia thing mm-hmm. yeah like this we is, yeah like, we and you know Regardless of whether it is intentional or if it's because of like the you know, narrative limitations of the writing team or what have you, uh, it, it's kind of really sad uh, because they just cannot move away from that and they're kind of doomed to to fall because they're creating an empire and that's what the empires do. Yeah. But yeah, do not leave that fucked up kids with this girl. Yes. Who, by yeah, the way, yeah. I don't like how she doesn't get any writing, any speaking lines in these two panels. This is the last we see of her before uh, we're done with the issue, and she does not say a word. And I do not like that. I I, I wish she'd said something. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, uh, especially since, according to everything else that we've read, she should at least know Krakoan at this point, so they can all speak to each other. Right, yes. yeah. Like, she definitely, like, understands what they're saying in this scene, but yeah. I wonder if it's, like, a... Uh, why, why would it be soundproof, though? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I also think there's an interesting design thing here about the way she's being, like, held by, literally held by Krakoa. Like, it mm-hmm. it creates a giant hand that's holding her head. Right. Yeah, and not in a comforting way, but in, like, a very, like, controlled, overpowering way. I think it could be read both ways. I think I could see it as... It looks like a caress. It looks to me like a yeah, like I, I would I don't say know, it, like it, a comforting thing. Yeah, like, like it's in the middle of stroking her hair. I I would love to give like for her to have like you know words here, but she doesn't seem like in distress. No, that's true. Yeah, I I don't know. I I really wonder about what her actual condition is in this moment. Right. And uh, yeah, really get the fucked up quits around uh, away from her please yeah yeah don't whoever suggested they were there just throw them in the pit yeah like who 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 did this like we we need to have words but uh yeah so 
we get our last bit of this issue, which is Magic, Danny, and Doug discussing docs and how they're they're probably gonna do some stuff about it. Uh huh. And uh, we walk into Glob, uh, Boom Boom, and Karma eating food, and also been kind of wanting to go after him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After not wanting to go to Carnelia, he does want to go talk to these docs bullies. Yeah. Next, uh-huh. mutants versus the media. So, yeah, wonder I what we'll... that will be about. But yeah, uh, that's that's new mutants. Yeah, good couple of issues. I really like them overall. Even if some of the decisions made at the end were not, uh, you know, my perfect liking, but I I think they're very reasonable, serviceable issues. Yeah, really pretty too. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I like this as an introduction uh, for this new character. She has a striking design, like we've said, she has a striking power set, uh, especially when drawn in this way. So I agree, I would have liked to have seen her talk a bit more, but I can also see that the comic really just wanted to wrap this up and move on to the next thing, which is probably why they didn't have her talk. Unfortunate, but I I can see the reasoning behind it. Uh, I hope we see her again soon. I would love to know more about her and see how she navigates this new space that she's now in. Uh, But... You know, we'll we'll see where that goes because it sounds like Docs is going to be next. I uh, really hope we see her again uh, and soon. Yes, so, not particularly looking forward to like X Men's take on alt right media, uh, but we'll see how that goes. So I I will say this: the next issue of New Mutants uh, will be the last issue of New Mutants before uh, X of Swords. And X of Swords will be the last issue that Ed Breeson is on from New Mutants. So his story is more or less going to end next issue. Oh. Interesting. Okay. okay. Yeah, uh, Tim and I talked about this off the podcast of what is coming up. Uh, but I didn't realize that this next one was his last one before X of Swords. But that actually makes a lot of sense with what is going to happen. Right. So we, but yeah. we'll, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah, next time we talk about New Mutants. Um, so a lot of a lot of these runs, when the writer's done, the run's done. Uh, New Mutants uh, is not going to do that. Yeah, I think besides so this, what is it? Besides X Men, I think it's the only comic that will do that. No, even X Men changed writers, uh, or like ch- restarted the run when the writer changed. Hmm. But okay. I, yeah. I thought it did it in the middle of one once, but you're probably correct. Yeah, I, it might be something like a little bit different. Like I know X of Swords had some interesting like decisions writing wise, but uh, I think for the most part, like your run is your run. But yeah, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more. But uh, I guess we'll go into Hellions. Yeah, um, those were a lot of works I don't really know anything about. So looking forward to whatever X of Swords is. Yeah, oh, that's, it'll be so exciting. We'll 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 get there soon. That's kind of our build-up event. Uh, but yeah, Hellions. Yeah, let's jump into the fun world of the Hellions, and there are many many problems and bloodshed. Uh, so in Hellions uh-huh. number two, uh, titled Bloodwork, uh, funny enough, uh, it was released in July of 2020 and written by Zeb Wells, and we are going to open up here at the State Home for Foundlings in Omaha, Nebraska, where Those a bunch of... whose oh, violence ahead. you do not understand have often seen horrors you cannot imagine. 
Yes, which is a quote from Nightcrawler in the opening here. Uh, and he actually does have several opening quotes uh, for each issue. It's very you, much trying to be preachy. You know what these, these remind me of? It reminds hmm. me of the uh, opening moral quotes from Star Wars The Clone Wars. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> these are... You are so right. Yeah. These are the exact... This is like the exact degree of platitude that those those have. Yeah. <laughs> Just meaningless thinks it's more, more telling than it actually is. Like yeah, more I, profound I, than it actually is. I, I almost wonder if that's the goal of these is to just be like a meaningless platitude. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now that you've pointed it out, I don't think I'm ever going to unsee that. Yeah, just yeah, like that's just much what they are. Uh, imagine that quote with like the Star Wars Clone Wars like intro theme playing and like it's hundred percent But yeah, uh, we're back in Nebraska. They use, it, they use it on that episode where the Jedi turns evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and clones <laughs> have to like yes. Yeah, have have to have the moral dilemma of do they stand up for all of their brothers dying or not? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, anyway uh we we don't get any jedi here but we do get the big band of misfits uh as they walk up to the crime scene and uh boy this is a crew to walk up to a bunch of police officers <laughs> yeah we don't have any jedis but we do have some really fucked up like little freaks here yeah yeah yes. we do <laughs> like uh i big shout out to wild child just looking like he's about to murder someone and then almost does immediately. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> also, we are back in Nebraska. Yeah, I, I noticed that. <laughs> Nebraska, not a good time for mutants. If you're a no. mutant in Nebraska, please leave. But yeah, we, we stroll in and uh, Wild Child immediately makes a friend with the dog. Uh, friend is a uh, term. Uh, the police officer in charge of the dog tells the dog to heal, in which case... Um, Wild Child asks, are you the alpha? And <laughs> immediately attacks the cop because he wants to be the alpha instead. Yeah. Um, uh, the sheriff here was fixing, was just in the middle of saying that we're going to go with them. And they're like, yeah, we're we're not going to have you go with us. It's, it's going to get you killed. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> not the X-Men. Yeah. No. Wild Child is sensitive to lup- uh, lupine pack dynamics, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, shout-outs to the dog here in the background of the cop almost getting his throat torn out. That dog is shocked. I love it. He's yeah. so surprised. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, But good start for this group. I'm sure everything is going to still go great. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, they make it inside, and it's a mess. Uh, everybody's looking around, and it doesn't look like a fun place. And Nanny is very sensitive to the needs of mutant children and when she sees all of this horror she goes over to gray crow and hugs his leg saying that she is going to protect him yeah uh-huh uh so yeah gray crow's trying to force her off and we figure out that empath is messing with her head a little bit yep gave her just a bit of a push uh yeah. and as a reminder, uh, Grey Crow did say if Empath ever did that to someone on the team, he would put a bullet in his skull. 
which yeah, he does it, immediately. Yeah, it, yeah it, he makes good on the promise. Impact is just over here playing it off, acting all smug, and immediately gets shot in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no hesitation here. There's no it's, conversation. Just it's, boom. Blam, smash cut to Havoc saying, come the fuck on. It's brilliant. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. It, there's there's just this level of like, well, yeah, obviously he made the promise yeah. and he followed through <laughs> on it. There, there's something about the way the scenes are and the way it's just smash cut to it. That is perfect. Yeah, it's it's page turn empath getting shot in the face and then just the reactions to that. Uh, it's like, yeah, like, Grey Crow probably is gonna keep his promise if you're messing around with people's heads. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, Quanon is just not happy that she has to file a report about it. Nobody yeah. is sad that he's dead. So, we're ten pages in, we're down a member, but we're we're going deeper in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this goes. Um, and as the crew is continuing on here, uh, Havoc starts to talk to Quanon about maybe he shouldn't be on this team. He doesn't really fit in with all of these weirdos and murderers. Uh, but she disagrees because apparently his mind is an absolute mess. Yeah. And, uh, he immediately looks in a mirror and sees a, uh, just a real messed up version of himself looking back at him. So mm-hmm. laughing mm-hmm. evilly. Yeah. Even have the the squiggly, you know, text box around it and everything. Uh, but he's told to look alive because we are in the creepy cloning room now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nanny tries to talk to Grey Crow because Grey Crow was born, you know, and reborn uh, of Sinister's bidding, and but he doesn't want to talk about it. And instead, she tries to apologize for nursing him back there, and he is still not having it because no, you don't want to know that's what she was trying to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is this is not the team for talking about personal things. No, no, not at all. Uh, so, but we are interrupted as it looks like the original Marauders here are hanging upside down from the ceiling with blood dripping out of them, and we get this very interesting couple of panels of somebody using some sort of magic or device. And the Marauders fall to the ground before rising up as zombie-like creatures. Yeah, yeah. We we go into a data page about them. Uh, th- this this has to have been written by Beast, right? I feel like it has to. I yeah. I was trying to get a feel for who might have written this, and I I guess Beast is kind of like the default choice because he tends to write these kind of data pages, but it doesn't really like read like him to me. Yeah, maybe well maybe it's uh I don't know. This one's odd. I I almost wonder if it's Charles like now that I'm like thinking about it because like why would Beast have the authority to make this call? I like the bit about uh I don't want to sound like Kurt, but I'd be excited to see what could be made of these mutants if they were resurrected with a little love. That yeah. doesn't sound like Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe that almost doesn't sound like Charles, like now that I'm thinking about it. Like that's no. that's but that that like last line feels like it should be the tell. Maybe maybe this is a Magneto thing. Mm, no, I don't think so. I, I don't think Magneto is that into the genetics of all of this. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure, but yeah, this is uh this page is a vibe. They're the the 
love thing, I think, is just a... I, I really like that line. It just shows, like, how they have no idea what's kind of going on here. Uh-huh. Yeah, j- just to summarize this, uh, essentially the problem with the legacy Marauders is when Mr. Sinister kept cloning them and recloning them, he was cloning a clone, and as you keep doing that, the DNA falls apart, therefore the person is not as solid as they should be. Yeah. Uh, like, it's... They're they're just kind of messy in the head a little bit. Uh, I will say, uh, I think it's a little bit subtle, but I like the characterization here of Grey Crow. Um, and, like, it's it's just this little tidbit about, about he is going to people to try to get his teammates resurrected. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't really get that impression that that's something that he would do, but it's it's kind of like, I think, like, him being, like, you know, getting attacked by the Morlocks and not really, like, not telling the council that's exactly what happened. There, yeah. I, I, there, there is a little bit of heart in there. It's just uh, very buried. Yeah. I mean, as, as the data page puts it, it's like stoic desperation. Yeah. You know, he does not want to show it, but he is alone, for lack of a better word. Right. Uh, we get a breakdown here of the old Marauders as well. Uh, Arc Light, Riptide, Harpoon, Blockbuster, Prism, and Scrambler. Um, mm-hmm. Blockbuster's description is just strong guy. Great description. All I need to know. Yeah. So, but yeah, not. I don't have a lot of uh, familiarity with the original Marauders. I just kind of know them by name, and that's about it. Well, what bioenergetic, bioluminescent projectiles do you think Harpoon typically makes? Um, I'm going to take a guess and say arrows. No, no, that's a good guess, but it's actually Harpoons. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would have been able to guess that. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a rough one. But, yeah, uh, back at the field, uh, Grey Crow does not want them to fight. Mm-hmm. He wants to get them all cleaned up and bring them to a new home. Uh, but these zombie marauders now worship a new queen. And here we get the reveal that Madeline Pryor is alive. Uh, we talked about her a little bit at the end of the last discussion of Hellions number one. Uh, and this time I'm going to dive more into it because she has one hell of a history. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, let's go. All All right. right. (laughs) All right. Strap in, folks. Uh, So she was first shown as herself, as Madeline Pryor, in Uncanny X-Men number 168 in 1983. Uh, This is shortly after the infamous uh, Dark Phoenix saga uh, with Jean, where at the end of that, it seemed that Jean Grey died. Uh, However... They found Jean miraculously reborn somewhere else. And this Jean is who we now know as Madeline Pryor. Well, uh, she, well go ahead. A, a little bit of context. They, they did think she was a separate person. She just looks a lot like Jean. Yes, uh, too much like Jean. In fact, she is a clone of Jean Grey made by Mr. Sinister. Uh, however, she was not told this. She was made to believe that she was, in fact, Jean Grey. She had all of her memories. Um, she had the same powers, so on and so forth. So when she, she went uh, back- didn't actually have powers or memories in, like, the first appearance of her. 
like for like the whole thing with like her getting married to Scott and whatnot, she was just like a, a completely separate person from Jean. Did she not? I thought she had her powers by that point. Nope. She was just a normal human that looks a lot like Jean Grey. Hmm. Okay. Well, she, believing she was Jean, like Tim said, got married to Cyclops, uh, and they even had a baby. Uh, however, at around the time that this baby was born is when the real Jean Grey came back. And Mr. Sinister, not wanting his clone to be found out, uh, decided to kidnap the baby and try and kidnap his clone again to erase all evidence of his involvement in this. Um, Madeline Pryor did not take this well. If you steal a woman's baby, she's not going to be happy. Uh, and she really was not and was doing everything in her power to get her baby back. And it's around this time that I believe her powers reawaken. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Tim. That That's probably correct. And trying to get her son back, she is not successful. And this is where Inferno comes in, as there is a demon that decides to make a pact with her that if she can get her son back, uh, she will help the demons invade the planet Earth. Uh, they just need to make, you know, this deal. And she agrees. Because she really wants her child back. She is learning that she is not actually Jean Grey. She is a clone. Uh, her entire life is a lie. Uh, and now that Jean is back, she wants her life back. Meaning Madeline Pryor's entire life is now gone. Uh, this makes her a little mad. <laughs> Which is why she agrees to help demons invade the Earth. Uh, this happens in the event called Inferno. Uh, which is very popular. And she is ultimately defeated. Uh, she does gain the name the Goblin Queen around that point, too. Uh, but what you do need to know about her is she either is equal to or a little less strong than Jean Grey. She is physically the same person as her. And Nahal has a bit of demonic pact and powers along with that. And also... She's not afraid to really mess up people and kill them if she needs to. Uh, the other little tidbit here is kind of just about, like, her and Havoc's relationship. Uh, during Inferno, I think he was on the X-Men and ended up just kind of joining up with Madeline during this time. Uh, so, yeah, they they have history, like, romantic-wise. Uh, which, yes. you know, is, is a little bit awkward with him and Scott. Yeah, considering, you know, Madeline and Scott were married at one point. Yeah. Uh, and now she, one of the things we're going to see too here is she mentions that she was resurrected some time ago, but that no one noticed or cared. And she takes that very personally, that no one seemed to care that she was back. I mean, did she post it on Facebook? Did she change her status? Yeah, as like you gotta, to you gotta, alive? you gotta mark yourself yes. as alive so people just like you know know that you're back. Or maybe she did Is the it thing that she's of not like getting like any likes on her reels, uh, her Instagram reels. It, it could have been she's like my true friends will know I'm back, so I'm not gonna post it on there. And then uh, realized how would they know? that nobody knows. Yeah. So my my mother at one point. Um, was was kind of like really upset because she was making a bunch of Facebook posts that no one was reacting to, and she was mentioning them to me, and I'm like, you know, I never seen those posts, 
And I looked at her settings and saw that she had it set to uh, only post to people that she went to college with. And uh, I wonder mm. if Madeline did that. Mm. Maybe. That might be it. Maybe. And seeing as she's not actually Jean Grey, she never went to college, so she's posting to nobody. Yeah. So not. Or do you think she's like on uh, MySpace? Oh, yeah, maybe. Like, you know, there was like, you know, there had to be like a time gap. So maybe she just like hopped on MySpace, like thinking it was still like a relevant platform. It was like, why is it? Yes. Why is no one talking to me? Uh, but yeah, uh, we're we're having a fight now. Yep. Uh, she wants her slaves to take them. So they begin to fight the zombie marauders. Uh, Nanny is immediately taken out of commission as her suit is shut off and scrambled. And she just gets rolled around like an egg. Yeah. You think he has to say scramble um, to use his power? Yes. Every single time. No, I think it's a choice, and I respect him for it. Yeah. <laughs> some some might say that Nanny is a scrambled egg. Oh, gosh. <sighs> All right. Goodbye. This is, in fact, my last episode of the podcast. I'm leaving. You can find me at F-I-R-E-D-L-E-N-D. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. uh, the battle rages. The, the battle rages. <laughs> For like seven pages straight. Yes, we, we get a lovely line here from Orphan Maker of, that's my nanny, you butthorn. Yeah. He also gets his suit disabled. Yeah, um, I, I love this. Uh, Havoc realizes that things are not going right with Prism and says, like, somebody switch with me. And it's like, no, nah, this is not that kind of team, man. No, like, maybe like, if... Maybe if, you know, Scott was here and everybody else, yeah, you could tag out with somebody else. Um, but thankfully, it looks like Maddie might still have some feelings for him. Uh, whether those are good for him, I don't think so, because his mouth is instead magicked away. Uh, but uh, she saves his life, at least briefly. Also, Prism might be dead. Uh, he, I, I, he got kind of shattered here. <laughs> yes, I'm going to assume very dead. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh... She's doing some creepy stuff. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. He says, you're bleeding. She gets rid of his mouth and says, you will too. So, yeah, it might be a threat. A little bit. You know, maybe uh, maybe he is deserved on this team of misfits. We'll yeah. see. Um, the, the people with the armor suits keep going after Scrambler continues not to work out. Yeah, no, bad, uh, bad matchup. Not a good time. And, uh, yeah, Havoc walks off with Madeline. Yeah, and uh, Quanon is attacked, and she's barely able to keep up. Uh, Grey Crow is fighting Arclight, but she is able to disarm him for a moment by pretending to be better before he is stabbed in the back. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, everybody that isn't Psylocke gets carried away. And, and Wildchild. Wildchild. Yeah, she hides behind one of the um, cloning eggs here and waiting for the rest of them to leave. And she notices that Wild Child is there and that Wild Child smells blood and notices that she is injured. And she, knowing what is coming, is like, do we really have to do this right now? And we end as Wild Child attacks Quanon because she is in a moment of weakness. And that is the time when you strike the Alpha. Remember when the uh, when the Quiet Council was like, yeah, let's let's give this uh, sinister idea a shot. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's Rehabilitation a great plan. through destruction. I'm sure that's gonna go well. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, this was, um, y- you know, an attempt was made. I, I do appreciate was how it? we all clocked <laughs> this was a disaster, and it immediately became a disaster. <laughs> it, it's one of those moments where it's like, it should go this way. Oh, it did? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- not, not, not a lot to say about this issue, I don't think. Yeah, it it, it kind of goes about where you would realistically expect it to go. Uh, this is th- this team is uncoordinated and they just are not they're, they're not working well together. No. I I it's harder to find a less gelled together team than this group. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, fun times. Uh, we'll we'll see who wins this fight of dominance between uh Quanon and Wildchild. I have a feeling she will. But I'm sure we will find that out next time. Yeah, and uh, next time we will continue this. Because on our uh, next episode we will be covering issues 3 and 4 of Hellions and issue 10 of Marauders. Woo, we're going to go back to our friends at the Marauders. I'm so excited. Oh, remember Marauders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, that is still there, still a thing. Kate is still dead, as far as we know. We still have not resolved Even though that. we've seen her several times since yes. that happened. Yes, hey, in different hey, issues. <laughs> hey, Alive and well. Excalibur Kate was a dream, I think. That is that is Yes, it was a different reality. Yeah, parallel universe Kate. Doesn't count. <laughs> okay, I think we've still seen him. Uh, seen her a couple yes, times. in Wolverine. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. saw her there. That, eh, I don't know, shrug. Wasn't she in one of the giant-sized X-Men stuff? I don't think I, she, you know where she was. She was in X Men slash Fantastic Four. Yes, yes, she was. Okay, there. yeah, yeah, that's right. God, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah and just think that all came out in the span of a year. Yeah. Is all of that story? But yeah, um, those are our issues right. for next time. Yeah, excited to to get there in two weeks' time. Yeah, for our listeners at least. Yes. Oh, but I am. I'm excited. Who to knows? More who knows when we're recording these? Uh, Christmas is coming up. Yes. By we'll the time uh, by the time you uh, listen to this episode, we have probably recorded something. Uh, but until then, it is an eph- uh, ephemeral maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah. All right. That's our episode. We want to. Uh, you guys want to tell them where they can find you? Uh yes. Uh before that, however, um if you enjoyed this podcast and loved reading along with us. Uh, If you could give us a review on your favorite podcasting app of choice, that would be great. Um, And if you want to follow us on social media, where we will post our LOXA, where we're going to post reminders of episodes that are coming out, as well as our upcoming reading order that we have going on, uh, you can follow us at Study of X on Twitter, also known as X, uh, Tumblr, and now Blue Sky. Uh, We have accounts all three of those places. And if you have a question, comments, or maybe a little tidbit that we missed that you want us to know, uh, go ahead and send us an email at studyofx at gmail.com and we might read it here on the show. Uh, If you are looking for me on social media, you can find me at Sonics on Blue Sky. Uh, That is S-A-W-N-E-E-K-S. Don't post there too much. I lurk a whole lot. Uh, but I have been talking about Final Fantasy XIV again, just as a warning. 
Uh, and Fireblend, if they are looking to find you uh, to tell you about more wonderful vegetarian recipes, where can they find you? Before that, I'm so happy that we named this podcast before Twitter became X. I was thinking that too. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we are not actually studying the uh, the social media service. We are studying X-Men. Yes, that is a dissertation level of study that would take a lifetime to do. Um, yeah. I also don't like Elon Musk. So <laughs> Imagine <laughs> not, we would have ended up with another name because <laughs> it like had that like the conflict with the new service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I really like our name. I, I, I do, do too. Like it's it's a good name. So yeah, I'm happy we got to it first. Yes. Take that Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> got him. X uh, if you wanna to find you. me, you can find me at uh Fireblend on uh, co-host and Blue Sky. That's F-I-R-E-B-L-E-N-D. Uh, and Tim, if people are trying to find a nightmare sphere to uh, wonder at and look at, where should they find you? And how do they get in touch? Yeah, you can find me in my nightmares, which is confusingly... Er, yeah, just very lost looking around the spice aisle at the grocery store trying to figure out some stuff to make some uh, vegetarian laksa with. Oh, that's what you two are going with? I was expecting a joke about uh, nursing egg. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would have been... It, it would have been good, but I, I just... You know... <laughs> like, there will be another chance for that. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're going to Helios next week. I'm sure we'll, we can come up with a joke about it. All right. Take All right, friends. Uh, no, no. We're going to stop <laughs> here. Yeah. All right, everyone. Bye, mutants. Bye. Bye.